You gotta start the thing. I think we're live now. Are we live? I do like it that if we're live and you just have your finger up, your thumb up. Thumbs up. Hey, everybody. Welcome. We're live uh, on the internet right now. Congratulations. We did it, world. Hey, welcome to this very special live episode of the weekday. Uh, We usually record this on a Tuesday. By the way, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. Hello. (laughs) And we did the thing again where we both wore sort of the same shirt. look at that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even see that until now. I uh, yeah. I've been so busy. Like I forgot I forgot my backpack today. And I've also forgot my key card to get into here. So oh, I didn't know that part. I brought I brought clothes to play wiffle ball later today. Key. And I brought my lunch. Two. And that's about as much as I got so far. In today, order of so. importance. I just I feel like I'm I'm half dressed right now. <laughs> so. just, is this like that dream when <laughs> Well it's you're... just it's like the it's like the thing, you know, the Zoom thing mm-hmm. with people like, oh, I'm not wearing any pants. Yeah. Like, I legit feel like I don't have we pants should, on right we now. We should keep talking about yeah. this because okay. this is going to be great. By the way, Mike is wearing pants. You can't see him uh, under the, the thing, but he's fully dressed under there with shoes and everything. Hey, welcome to The Weekday. This is episode 13 of The Weekday. Like I said, we are live on the internet right now. We wanted to just kind of try something a little different uh, under a couple of circumstances from yesterday. We usually record the podcast on a Tuesday. We edit it, and then we put it out on a Wednesday with the help of some amazing friends like Mr. Michael Rossina, Mr. Andre Aquino back there. Uh, and like I said, we are live on the internet. I'm in the chat for YouTube and Facebook right now. I see Robin. Good morning. Eric. Good morning. Crystal. Good morning. Sandy. Good morning. Hey, everybody. Hey. That's really cool. It's so cool to be with you on the internet. And yeah. if you guys have questions, any sort of follow-up or anything, feel free. Throw it in the chat. We would love to talk with you and engage with you right now. Engage that hot button word. Um, hot. It's yeah, it's this is this is what Hot. we do here. And going forward, we want to try to do more of this. Just have live engagement on the internet. Hey, how are we doing on audio levels, Michael Rossiner? Are we good? Cool. Uh forgive us. Like I said, we're we're live, so we're gonna be working out the kinks a little bit. Um, if you joined us last week yes. for the weekday, if you I was here. I I yep, I joined. And we did not wear alternate versions of the same shirt. We didn't? No. What did, I don't No. Actually you're wearing the three quarter Did I wear the same thing last week? I have like a set of five T-shirts or five yeah, shirts the that Steve, I just yes, the Steve Jobs. Thing. I just sort of cycle through. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. mean that that's fine. Yeah. Uh, every successful Homer Simpson did it, and he's fine. Jody Dolls in the chat, <laughs> and so actually Homer wore the same thing for thirty-three years now, or whatever it's been. It's been fantastic. Um, hey, Jody, good morning as well. But uh, if you joined us last week, either on YouTube or on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, uh, which you'll be able to still get this podcast, we're still going to record it and put it out a little bit later so you can carry us around with you in your pocket and on your in your cars and all that. Um, we kind of did something a little bit different from what we used to. We actually brought some biblical encouragement. <laughs> yeah, we don't usually do that. We Ooh. just are usually too kind of... Um, yokels that are just like sitting here Two yokels yokels yeah slack jaw cletus the slack jaw yokel there's another simpsons reference for you um and we wanted to do the same thing as well live to kind of bring you guys a little bit of encouragement live i i really felt a good response from that from all of you and so today we have two little things that we wanted to talk about and bring to you the faithful awesome listeners and watchers of the weekday i think you should go first okay i'm gonna go First. I went first last week, so you should go first this week. 
David Alonzo just finally said finally. Wow. Thank you, Congrats, David, David Alonzo. Yes, and David Alonzo also has the tag on there that says sharer. Do me a favor. Uh, if you haven't already, share this video. Like it uh, wherever, whatever platform you're on. Share it with your friends. Uh, we are going to be on demand with this all the time as well. But we're t- today, we are going to be in the book of Psalms. Psalm 1. For you. For me. Yeah. I'm going to be in the book of Psalms <laughs> for one uh, from Psalm 118. So if you've got a Bible, open up your Bible. Uh, and if not, we don't have lower thirds or anything, so you're just going to have to listen to my voice. But um, I, start, I started this when I was kind of reading through Psalm 118 a couple of weeks ago, and the psalmist, we don't actually know who the, his name is, um, but he says, when hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And I, I've read that. I, I don't know if you can see my Bible. I have a tendency to do this with my pages a lot. Um, oh my gosh. Since like the time you were four years old, he just, he does this thing where he like. I love, I love a good crisp sheet of paper that turns into like tissues. So weird. I love it. All of his books growing. I remember we're driving in the car, uh, wherever we're going and you just hear a all the time. It's just, what are you doing with your page, man? What's happening? I'm enjoying my book. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm loving on it. Uh, my whole Bible is like that. But um, so I was sitting there kind of doing this, and I routinely in the morning, I, for whatever reason, I start to th- wander. And I started thinking about superheroes, particularly Captain America. For whatever reason, um, he's my favorite superhero. And if you what? could. Really? Yeah, he is. Well, he's my second favorite behind Batman. Batman isn't really a superhero. Um, Captain America is, uh, for all intents and purposes, and it's not because of America. It's not a patriot <laughs> thing. It's just the fact of like the. Can we was, can we do a podcast on the definition of superheroes and who's really actually a superhero, who's not? Oh my gosh, I, would I like love that. that. Yeah. So so uh, so vice versa is a super villain, something that supernaturally happens to them. Right. That actually, but they're not a hero. They're a super. They're a villain. Right. So like Lex Luthor is technically not a super villain. Joker is not a super villain. Okay, maybe though. There was nothing that happened in his. He wasn't bitten by anything. I mean, he's just. It, okay, but he was beaten some, by his. This is the content you all really enjoy. <laughs> I know this. I know this. Um, uh, Didi just asked Mike, "What was in your coffee?" Uh, Mike, what, what, what's in your coffee? <laughs> I don't know how I should. That thing out there. I, I don't know. Uh, oh, cool. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there's. I think that there's some dust in here. Great. So I'm just awesome. Kinda, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's we're in a studio. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Forget we're on video. Yeah, sure. And we are live, live as well. Uh, Tammy just said it's a bug. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was. I don't know. Um, but so anyway, Captain America is like one of my favorite superheroes. And I, I started thinking about that for whatever reason. And then I started thinking about this idea of the hero story, how we are as a culture, but also as people, we're just enamored by the hero story. Particularly the superhero story. And that's why, I mean, Marvel's been the biggest thing in like yeah. the last 20 years. Right. So you think of Star Wars, you think of uh, Indiana Jones. I mean, you think of uh, even Back to the Future, like that type of thing. All of the legacy type things have a superhero or somebody. I mean, Marty McFly, maybe. But what happens with a superhero is they come and they swoop in with a cape or a shield or a mask or whatever. And they, under inordinate and extraordinary circumstances, they save the day. Right, and right. they they get the girl, or they stop the dude, or whatever, and then literally, like, think of the movie The Dark Knight. What happens at the end of The Dark Knight? I mean, the you know, you've got um, you've got the commissioner talking about you know things are always darkest before the dawn, and literally one of the last shots is Batman running away, like he's 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 running away. Superheroes, the superhero story tends to have a hero that visits, 
saves the day, and then leaves. And there's always it's something. Just, it's like it, they're inaccessible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you mm-hmm. can't you can't get to them. You right. know, they take the mask off, or they retire, right. or yeah. they do this, or they do that, and you know, or they're in jail, or they're they're getting chased out, or whatever. And I always have ha- I, I love that I love superhero stories, but I take umbrage with that as a Christian, because if you think about, and I'm not I'm not saying Jesus is a superhero, so don't go with me on that. He's not one of the super friends, according to some of those videos. Unlike the song from Hillsong a long time ago, Jesus is my superhero. Oh, gosh. It's almost to, like a Reliant K song. I've had to sing that song many times. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but this psalm right here kind of tells us who the Lord is. Again, Psalm 118, verse 5. When hard pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. Verse 6. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do? God is a God that doesn't just save us in our time of need, in our darkest days and whatever, and then leave. The biggest thing that God gives us, the biggest present he gives us, is his presence. Mm -hmm. And it's always with us, and it's always guiding us, and it's always leading us. And I have had more... (laughs) Jesus is my superhero, says Zach Collins. Thanks, Zach. (laughs) Thanks, Zach. Um, (laughs) I have had... I have emails in my inbox, and I have messages literally in my Facebook Messenger and my DMs right now. I have lots of things that are going on. We just had one of our small group... um, uh, members, our alpha group members, which sign up for an alpha group, by the way, uh, her sister just passed away after having cancer, like really struggling with cancer, like that type of thing. I have all of these things, all of these connection points with you that uh, people are struggling. And the ma- biggest thing that I want to tell you and I remind you of is that God is with you. Mm. God grants you his presence. God grants you his life. God grants you his spirit to continue to guide you and comfort you. He doesn't ever say it's going to be easy. Yeah. Ever. Nowhere in this book does it say that it's going to be easy. But what it does say is that he will be with you until the end of the age. That was my encouragement for this morning. God is with you, That's ladies wonderful. and gentlemen. Mike, what do you got for us? Um, I, do, I do like that promise because I do think... Thanks, I appreciate um, that. It is... I'm trying to think who said it. Somebody has said it. Young Adults um, Alpha Group is the best. A, well, I don't know about that. Dude. Thanks, Didi. Yeah. Mm. Keep well, going. Is, oh, that not good? is that not the right thing? I'm just saying I'm not in that group, so I can't. Oh, I don't know if it's the are, best. It's because I'm you're not, not a young group. adult? Ouch. I'm just saying you're not. I'm, a, I'm young at heart. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so, something, so we've been talking about a lot of, you know, not a lot, I guess. But I, last week we talked about this, and I've just been in this a lot. But... I'm becoming more and more fascinated with like the exile story uh, of Israel and um, like the Exodus one or the, the no, Babylonian the exile story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the Babylonian, yeah, the Babylonian exile. So, you know, uh, book of Jeremiah, yeah. you know, like towards the end of the Old Testament. And for those of you that don't know kind of the story, you know, Israel, obviously, you know, going way back, you know, uh, with Moses, God leads them out of uh, slavery. Their 400-year-long slavery in Egypt. They wander around the desert for a while because, you know, they, uh, they can't figure out how to obey God. God finally brings them to the promised land. Uh, they establish a kingdom through King David. Uh, and then really from that point on, it just goes really poorly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's constant. It's just, you know, there, well, first there's judges before um, the the king is established and that doesn't go great and which are like the leaders of a tribe you know god says like i'm your king you don't need a king hmm. so there's these leaders they call them judges does not go well so uh, god relents says fine i'll give you a king <clears throat> they have king david and you could argue like king king david's not really like 
a great king. Uh, but of the kings, he might be the best, and it still doesn't go great. Yep. And it's just really, it's just all downhill from there. Yep. Uh, and so finally, they get to a point in Israel. Israel Israel actually splits into two, and you have the northern kingdom, which is Israel, and then you have the southern kingdom, which is Judah. Mm-hmm. And Judah, most of the time, or, you know, a better part of the time does more of the right things than like the northern kingdom does but even then the both of them just really not doing great things and then you get to a point to where the babylonians start to gain power and start to really gain uh you know some military strength and start just conquering people all over the middle east and god over and over and over again says listen like if if you guys don't listen to what i'm telling you like they're going to come take you over yeah. they're going to come like please just turn away from like your idolatrous ways and like i promise you like things are going to go better for you hmm. <clears throat> and uh so finally they they're just there comes like this watershed moment in the jeremiah. book of jeremiah yeah jeremiah 38 so there's just this watershed you know there's these watershed moments where like they they it's really the point of no return even though god up until this moment says like uh, as as the Babylonians are literally like s- going to town on Jerusalem, like they are, it's in the middle of a siege. Uh, they have their you know their defenses up. Uh, they're all like all holed up in um, <laughs> quarantining in the city a little bit. Wow. Um, and Brilliant. you know, so all the way up until this moment, God is pleading with them, saying like, please, like Jeremiah, like I I know like these are hard words for you to say, mm. but like please say them because maybe maybe there's somebody. Maybe there's somebody who will listen to this and, and turn. Hmm. Um, and so, but like, the, the, you know, whatever, they get this moment. Um, and so this is in Jeremiah 38. Um, and so here, here's one of the things that Jeremiah says to them that I think is so, so interesting. Uh, it just says, this is what the Lord says. Everyone who stays in Jerusalem will die from war, famine, or disease. But those who surrender to the Babylonians will live. Hmm. Their reward will be life. They will live. And then uh, the Lord also says, and he goes on to say, the city of Jerusalem will certainly be handed over to the army of the king of Babylon who will capture it. And so why is this encouraging at all? Uh, because really, if you're reading it from an Israelite's perspective, like this might be some of the worst news that you could hear, uh, that these people who are coming um, and knocking on your doors, basically saying, uh, you know, we're going to take over your city. We're going to, um, you know, and God is literally saying like, this is what's going to happen. Uh, like you are going to be removed from this place that you think that my presence is always. And the only place that my presence can be, which is Jerusalem, um, in the temple and all that kind of stuff, which is kind of what we talked about last week for those of you that were listening last week or whatever, the Israelites like really loved Israel. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, like think about the, the sports team or whatever, you know, that you absolutely love that you're a diehard for, like it pales in comparison to what the Israelites thought about their hometown and doing it again. Yeah. Gotta move the book away. Um, and so, but what I, what I think is, is super encouraging um, is that God is always trying to find a way to have life prosper, hmm. to have life uh, make its way through the darkness. And like the Babylonians are literally sieging Jerusalem right now. And God, even in the midst of people's um, of disobedience, is still trying to figure out ways through his mercy and his grace, his loving kindness um, which is everlasting. His compassionate that his compassion that won't fail. Um, he's trying to find a way, even for the people who you know might 
for that one second, start to obey God, uh, trying to find a way to help them live. Hmm. Um, and so I think it's really interesting. So at what, so there, it almost feels like there's a point to where, uh, at what point does our, um, reliance on tradition, our reliance on preconceived notions and assumptions of what we think God wants for us. So taking the Israelites, like they, they think that God is, you know, diehard Israel, which he is. He really, like his promise from the beginning is that Israel will literally transform the world. They will be a light to the entire world for eternity, which is, which, and we know, you know, through the story of Jesus, like that's actually what happened. But like putting ourselves in the context of the people in Jeremiah, like they are, gripping on to this idea that Israel is the place and like for they, they, they can't think that this of this idea that like God thinks outside of the walls, like God thinks outside, like his, his concept of, you know, like his, his love through this one nation is so much bigger than anything that they could ever uh, imagine. And so, you know, he is challenging their assumptions, their preconceived notions, their, um, you know, their, their traditions, really their their institutional structures and saying like, you need to surrender the yeah. thing that they could never fathom to do. You need to surrender to the, your enemies. Um, and in that you will live And you know, like we were talking in Jeremiah 29, not Jeremiah 29, 11, which is the, you know, I have plans for you to prosper and all that kind of stuff. But like, like Jesus or not Jesus, God, uh, calls them and says, you need to basically submit to Babylonian authorities because like, this is how far you're the natural consequences of your, uh, disobedience is that they're going to take you over. Mm. But like, that is not the end. You can thrive even within a hostile uh, context and like that's my commandment to you. My commandment to you is for you to thrive in a hostile context. Mm. Um, and so I just think, you know, at some point, like our obedience to God is going to come in direct opposition to preconceived notions and assumptions to what we think God might want for us. Yeah. Uh, and it can be a really hard place to live. It can be a really hard place um, to sort of navigate. And you know, we we've talked a lot about you know this pandemic time that we're in and it's accelerated a lot of things it's accelerated uh a lot of things that were you know sort of slow moving and you know even in how we're communicating with you right now through digital means and and this the digital ministry we're trying to create in a studio studio, all that kind of like everything that we're doing right now has been accelerated is only happening really because of covid uh because of the pandemic and has accelerated even though andy had these ideas you know when he first came on uh you know a year and a half ago or whatever like it's it had to be put into practice now uh because you know we're trying to figure out the best way um to live out the mission of the church um but and so you know like covid is is almost like accelerating um you know this um (laughs) these two this this intersection of what does my obedience look like and what are my preconceived notions uh and assumptions of what i think god wants me to do Hmm. um or maybe what the world is telling me god but it's not actually what like the bible says it's not actually uh what the mission that god has it's not actually connecting people to jesus i'm just i'm servicing the the uh religion Con- or religion, religious constructs that I, I have built over, you know, traditions, which aren't always bad, mm. um, or, you know, like, uh, some cultural constructs or whatever of who, what I think God should be doing. So, um, I just, I think it's, it's a difficult time to navigate or whatever, but like, uh, obedience is key. 
And um, I think at the end of the day, it can look very different, like living in Babylon, <laughs> surrendering. I'm not saying we need whatever your enemy is. I'm not saying like, you know, if you're if you're addicted to something, you know, like if, if oh, yeah, you have an addiction over. or, you know, like that's not what I'm, I'm not saying, like submit to your addiction or uh, submit to depression or any of that kind of stuff. Um, I just think that like, God is calling us right now to thrive in a hostile context. Um, and God is, is calling into question, um, cultural Christianity. God is calling Ooh. into question, Ooh, let's go. um, you know, like these religious constructs that we have built for ourselves, um, to like really sift, you know, where our obedience lies, mm-hmm. where does, where does our reliance lie? Where, um, you know, where do our allegiances lie? Mm. Uh, and that's that's very convicting for me. But I also think it's encouraging because like in all of this, you know, in a hostile context, God is still like f- trying to find ways like he does not give up on us. Yeah. Uh, and he's still trying to find ways for us to, to thrive and to live. Absolutely. This would usually be. Th- hey, Robin Lambert. Thank- she said, thank you, Pastor Andy and the digital team with a heart that's. Rosina and Andre and David Alonzo and you and Zach and really all of the creative yeah, the creat- team. So thank and, you, Robin. Thank you. And the whole Robin. church. I mean, the whole and church, the whole church. Is, has been like diving headfirst into yeah. the digital ministry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to some that usually this is where we would fade the music in because we are getting ready to end yeah. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have that yet, so we'll get there. Um, but the funny thing about that story. So I'm in. I this morning I just read uh, up to uh, Jeremiah 46 which that's why I've got this little thing in here. Um, And the funniest thing about the end of Jeremiah 38 is because Israel loved Israel so much, or they loved Jerusalem so much, they literally got I just got goosebumps. Israel loved Israel. They did not love God. Did not love God, exactly. Yeah, that's church. Uh, No, it's not church. Um, That's preaching. Yeah. They threw him into a well. Yeah. Like, they did not want to hear this so much that they <laughs> threw him into a well. And, right. like, I I start to spin on all sorts of different sermon series we could do. Like, hey, let's—what things are holding you back? Like, what do you love? You know, are you pretend you're Israel. What is your Israel? What are you loving more than God at that point? And then, uh, you know, let's throw it all in a well. And then, right. I, I don't know, that's like the— Yeah, Try. Like, let's try and get rid of it. Yeah. You know, let's try and throw it basically in the mud. Yeah. Like, that's what— <laughs> Because they threw him in a pit, and it says he just sank into the mud. Yeah. And so, like, he was literally just left to die. Yeah. Um, what's really funny is, a little bit before this, uh, King Zedekiah secretly requested that Jeremiah come to the palace where the king asked him, do you have any messages from the Lord? Yeah. And he just said, yes, I do. You will be defeated by the <laughs> king of Babylon. <laughs> That's a very Dwight Schrute thing it's to just, say. It's so funny, but like, it's like, yeah, like, this is what's happening. Yeah. So, like, you need to deal with this and figure out, like, how God is, is intersecting with this, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then the uh, the other interesting thing, too, is Ebed-Melech, yeah. so verse 7, right. saves him, and it says, it makes sure to say, Ebed-Melech, a Cushite, who is not an Israelite, right. yeah. who does not, yeah. that are not from Jerusalem, right. a foreigner, yeah. somebody who may or may not worship God. Right saves him yeah it's pretty cool yeah and like does it immediately he hears about it and it's like oh no we got to get he's gonna die in there yeah he's a he's a man of god like, i we, can't let him go we we, we got to get him out yeah and he get they go, he goes and gets like 50 of his crew yeah and, and like he raids the palace for clothes yeah. to like help him get out yeah, yeah it's pretty it's, it's yeah. a cool story mm-hmm. anyway thank you so much for joining us here on this live edition of uh the weekday episode 13 like i said this is all going to be available on demand too so if you are watching this on demand or listening on apple podcast or on spotify make sure to share uh and like this on whatever platform you are 
are, make sure to let people know that we are trying to do biblical, encouraging things here at Bay Hope Church, because that's why we exist. We exist to really bring the light of Jesus into your life and into your friend's life. We love you so much. We will see you next time.